Welcome back, everybody, to episode three of Six String QB. I'm Ben, joined by the French fucking French fuck. Say what's up, Frenchie. Oh, uh, what's up? How's everybody doing? I think we're all doing great, Frenchie, especially the two of us. We're going to start off with another pat on the back once again, Frenchie. So pat yourself on the back real quick. Just did it. So the blog is officially up and running. We got our site. Oh, man, I'm excited. The senior writer. We actually have some interesting viewers on the blog, Frenchie. We got all across the world, surprisingly. We don't have that many in total, but we got Australia, we got Brazil, and we got your boys in France. Do you know how to call it the family? Get a couple clicks going online, you know, get that ad revenue running. Thank you, Frenchie. You really helped us out here. Exactly. And I'm, I'm excited because we just started and look at that. We're already international. We're already reaching all corners of the globe. But for this podcast, we got big plans today. We got to ask me anything. The questions came in flying, so we're going to have to answer. We're going to have to cut some out, you know, crack down, answer yeah. only a few. But you want to start with some news first? Oh, man. I mean, I think, I think you know, since I'm a Jets fan, we kind of just got to start with what's been going on in this shit show in New York and Jamal Adams, man. What are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts? Well, I mean, at first I was, you know, I was obviously mad. He's, uh, I would have to say, the most talented player on our team right now. Uh, integral piece of our defense for sure. And, you know, I don't, I don't, I obviously don't want to lose him, but if he wants out, he wants out. Can't do much to keep him. He already said he hates the fans. So, you know. He said he hates the fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In a tweet, he, he like responded to somebody in like his retweet. And he was just like, this is why I'm trying to get out. Y'all fans be toxic as hell. I mean, mm. we are, but like, damn, that's what you signed up for, but you signed a deal your rookie year to stay with us for four seasons. And after three, you want out already. Hate to see it. Yeah, every team's I mean, fan base is toxic. That's why everyone loves yeah, the NFL. Exactly, exactly. You could point to every fan base and find people who are absolute assholes. But, I mean, I think uh, I think it's it's not a bad thing long-term to lose Jamal Adams. You know, we're going to get a lot of value out of him, especially since he's under contract with the club option. So it's going to be a big trade because we could just keep him for another year if we want. Yeah, that's what, like, I could legitimately see them just not trading him because he's going to play at some point. Oh yeah, he's got a. He's not gonna. Yeah. He's not gonna stay off the field too long. It's not a Le'Veon Bell situation. Yeah, he has no leverage because they'll just add more years to his contract. Exactly. He's on his rookie deal, so I don't know. I could see him not trading him, but he really, really wants to go to Dallas. It looks like. So it's got to hurt even more to send him to the Cowboys, right? Even more, especially personally knowing some Cowboys fans who I know will rub it into my face the second it happens. Yeah, you know, initially when I saw all the Jamal Adams stuff, I kind of like defended him more than everybody. I saw everybody just shitting on him, saying how could he ask for a trade out. And I usually defend the players saying, you know, if they can be cut, they should be able to request new contracts or trades or all that kind of stuff. It seems fair to go both ways, right? Absolutely. If the club can decide what they want to do with you, you can decide if you want to up and leave. Yeah, but I'm starting to agree with you. Like I've seen all the videos of Jamal Adams just saying he wants to go to the Cowboys. He's being kind of a diva about it. Seems like he's fractured some relationships with teammates before this. So I'm starting to join the fuck Jamal Adams bandwagon. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad you're here with me, Ben, um, especially because Jamal Adams, you know, when he came to New York and he signed his rookie deal, he made it seem as if he was very excited to play with us. He was very excited to be on the team and just to show his potential. And he's been, you know, a very big advocate for the Jets organization throughout his career and even tweeted out that he would uh, he would want to stay past his rookie contract. So I just don't see where that switched up, where the, his mentality changed from, hey, I want to be here in New York. I want to be loyal. I love the fans. To all of a sudden, now he's a diva. He wants to go to the Cowboys. He wants to be paid the most in the entire league. I just, I don't understand where that happened, you know? 
Yeah. And a lot of it's because he hates Gase, which honestly is kind of understandable, right? I mean, I hate Gase too, to be honest. When we signed him, I cried for three days. I knew the mediocrity was about to come, man. And mediocrity is worse than being trash. At least when you're trash, you get good picks. That's a good point. I think more NFL teams should think like that. But, I mean, honestly, yeah, you're probably right. The Jets are probably going to go 6-10 and 10 this year, so not a great pick. But, I mean, talking about Jamal Adams, I think it just adds to the amount of NFL players who have become divas in recent years. You know, most outspokenly, Antonio Brown, as we know him. That's very true. Yeah, he's actually – Frenchie, have you seen that he might be coming back? I actually haven't seen that. That is news to me, Ben. Yeah, there's been some rumors. Teams like the Ravens, uh, I believe the Seahawks, they might be interested in him because they oh. think they have a locker room strong enough and they could just use a wide receiver help. Yeah, I mean, the Ravens, that's already a good pick because Marquise Brown is Antonio Brown's cousin. So I think that that could help a little bit into easing the locker room tensions a bit. Definitely. And isn't it funny that his younger cousin is like in charge of him if he comes? <laughs> uh, that is funny. That is funny. But it's a good thing, though. He needs somebody to, to keep him in check. And did you see the, uh, the video on his Instagram with uh, Deion Sanders? Yeah, I did. Which, hey, you got Deion's endorsement. That's something, probably. It's, I feel like it's, it's, I don't know, the way he was speaking, it definitely seemed like he was laying some knowledge onto Antonio Brown. I think that Antonio Brown does want to make a strong comeback into the NFL and, you know, take back his image of being the top receiver instead of being the top clown on Twitter. That's good. You remember when uh, Dion was calling the 40 and he saw that white dude run a 4-4? Yeah, I remember. Troy Apke. Love it. And now he's actually an NFL player. I'm pretty sure he's going to start for the Redskins this year. Start for the Redskins. I forget. What position did he play? He's a safety. He's a safety. And he's mm-hmm. fast for a white boy. So they're going to win the Super Bowl now. They got the fastest white boy in the league. <laughs> Man, dude, the Redskins are never a team to bet on. Normally, I would agree with you, but I kind of feel the Redskins is a sleeper this year. I've said that a the few Redskins times. The Redskins are a sleeper? I mean, I, I, I like Dwayne Haskins, but what can he do with that team? See, I think it's actually the opposite. I'm worried about Dwayne Haskins, but, I mean, their defensive line is going to be insane. And we saw with the 49ers, that can make up for a lot of holes on your team. Mm, that's, a, that's a good point. I think, I think you're convincing me a little bit on these Redskins, especially with, you know, the division they're in. It might not seem like a tough division simply because all the teams are bad, but they're so bad that they're very close to each other, and therefore it's very competitive. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, a, that's a good way of spinning it, Frenchie. And if you think about it, it, I'd have to say it's a very strong quarterback division. You know, like, yes, it's, it's rookies, Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones, but the, I feel like those guys have potential. I feel like they have a pretty high roof, and they might be able to develop. You also have Carson Wentz, an amazing quarterback on the Eagles. And now you have um, the guy they just drafted. Man, his name is not coming. To Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, right. Um, and then, obviously, the Cowboys have uh, Dak and his uh, highest-paid contractor, so it should materialize this summer. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. We think Dak gets too much crap. But, I mean, he officially signed his franchise tag, so that's progress. It is progress. So at least he's staying with the Cowboys for this remaining year. But it also gives the Cowboys incentive to a long-term deal simply because his franchise tag for next year goes up to $37 million. I don't know. I've, I think Dak's going to get it done in there. I think before this year. I think Jerry's going to pay I him. Mean, definitely. I think he's getting paid. But do you think he deserves to be paid the amount of money he's asking? I do. I actually do. I know. I mean, every quarterback gets paid. We've seen it so many times, Frenchie. Remember Derek Carr, highest-paid quarterback in the league? Yeah, yeah, definitely one of the least worthy, highest-paid quarterbacks in the league. But he was for a time, and I think Dak's better. Eh, I don't know. Derek Carr was an MVP candidate, I think, the year before he signed mm-hmm. that deal. So it's tough to say, but I think Dak is deserving of the money. 
I mean, I, I would want to believe it, but I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I'm a, a peasant who has never touched a football field, but $35 million seems like a lot of money to pay for Dak. That's true. Dude, but I saw some people in the comments saying, like, I can't believe all these players so selfish, wanting $35 million just to play out their dreams. Like, well, no, that's a terrible argument. So every player, since they're living out their dreams, should just take $1 million and all the owners should make another billion dollars? Exactly. That, that's, a, that's also a really good point. The the, that's true. It might seem like a high salary compared to other NFL players, but you have to see that that's what the owners are paying them, the fraction of the amount of revenue they're getting. And the owners are billionaires, man. They're making a lot of money. It's just a 35 million years, a very small fraction of what the Dallas Cowboys make. That's true. But actually, I just thought of, so Dak could kind of get fucked for not signing a deal earlier because the salary cap might go down next year because of the whole Corona thing. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're worried about that. Why would the salary cap go down? Because uh, the NFL is going to lose money. Well, not maybe not lose money, but they're not going to make as much money. Oh, they're, they're not going to make profit. as much because they're going to lose in fan atten- uh, in-person attendance. But they're replacing the whole first row, the first bowl at every stadium with advertisements. So that's interesting. What else we got around the league, Frenchie? We got, well, we talked about AB maybe getting re-signed. Kaepernick's up there too. There's a lot of rumors going around that he might get signed. And I think that, especially with the um, the NFL statement about Black Lives Matter, I think that you know, that the shyness of the owners to want to take up Kaepernick definitely um, it has gone down. And especially with a lot more players saying that they will protest next season and kneel in honor of Kaepernick. I think that a lot of NFL owners are realizing that this isn't something that they can just, you know, blacklist. They can't just throw it under the rug. And I mean, Kaepernick is deserving of at least a backup job. You know, I mean, there's not more than 40 quarterbacks that you could pretend are better than him. Oh, no, I'm with you. I th- although... I'm a little worried now. He's been out of the game for four years. That does scare me. But before, before we talk more about Kaepernick, I want to say you were talking about kneeling, right? How all these players are saying they might kneel. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% for that. I have no problem with the kneeling. But I am getting annoyed at the headlines. Like I saw a headline today that Matt Rule might kneel this season. He's thinking about kneeling. Why is that a headline? It's a first-year NFL coach saying, I'm thinking about kneeling. I don't need a Bleacher Report notification for that. Well, I mean, that's, it's also uh, an article that's meticulated for clicks and views, you know, so it needs a grabby headline. But at the same time, I agree that shouldn't be news. Even in the off season when we're scraping for any little tiny dust of information, I don't think that's, you know, something to write an article about. I think you write the yeah. article when he decides. Yeah. And I don't need to know every single player. Like if everybody kneels, I'm cool with that. If everybody doesn't kneel, I'm cool with that. I don't need information on every single guy. Absolutely. But yeah, getting back to Kaepernick, uh, I am worried. You and I have actually talked about this before. Like, it's been four years. Are are you as worried as I am that he might not have it anymore? Um, I feel like I would be worried if you know I didn't pay attention to his social media, and I feel that you know he's been he's been working out throughout those four years, not as intensively as an NFL player. He's definitely not getting the training, um, definitely not getting the development and the help he needs. But he has been working out, and he has a very strong spirit. I mean, you saw the workout he did in Atlanta. Um, he looked very good, honestly, for somebody who'd been out of the league for three years. And I do believe that with the, um, the, the renewed aspirations of his, that he will get a contract and he'll be back in the NFL very soon. I'm still on the fence about that. I'm a little worried that it's just going to be, it seems every year there's rumors that he's going to get signed, but you think it's, yeah. this is going to be the year? I think this will be the year, especially after the current you know, social events and the current mood of uh society okay question for you so say he gets signed to let's say the seahawks i feel like i saw them rumored 
and he sits the entire year on the bench behind Russell Wilson. Do you think he gets signed again next year since he just sat quietly? Or even one step further, like if he shows for one year, like he shows out in camp in the preseason and he shows that he cannot be a distraction to a team, do you think he'd get another starting chance? I think so too. I think that, yeah, I think that if a team gives him a chance and, you know, he doesn't take away the spotlight from the team and he doesn't, you know, make it a story about himself, I do think that he would get re-signed if he shows potential. Because, I mean, it's just a business decision. It's smart. He sells jerseys. He's a known name. It brings publicity to your team. And if he can stay quiet and not create any drama, then it's a win-win. Yeah. I'm not even worried about him creating drama. I'm just worried about the media. They'll force Mm. him to create drama because they'll be interviewing him every day, even though he's a backup quarterback. He doesn't need to talk, but they're going to keep asking him and then writing headlines about him every day to the point where not even by his choice or his own volition, it will become a distraction to the team. Mm. You know, I hadn't thought about that. I mostly thought of, you know, when I think of conduct, I mostly think of on the field simply because a lot of NFL players have off the field characters or a little bit of divas, but that doesn't seem to, to harm them as long as they produce. You know, teams are willing to sit and, you know, tolerate a certain amount of publicity, whether that's negative or positive about a certain player as long as they get on the field and they do what they need to do, they do what they're paid for. That's very true. Yeah. I hope he gets another shot. I just, I'm curious at this point to some degree, I just want to see what it will be like again. Absolutely. And I need a new Kaepernick Jersey. That 49ers one is looking a little outdated. Oh my, that's still my favorite picture. We had a draft party. Frenchie showed up in his gigantic Kaepernick Jersey. Looked like he was about to drop a rap album in 2002. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know how to pull up with the sideways cap too, the baseball yep. cap. Yes, yep. sir. Sideways cap, gold chain, and the long ass Kaepernick jersey. Absolutely. Listen, y'all might think it's outdated, but there's a reason they called it fashion at the time. It's because it looks good. Okay. Respect it. Let's see. Oh, something I also respect is that a guy in what was it, South Dakota, got really drunk mm. and knocks out Dallas Goddard. <laughs> You got to appreciate just the massive size of this man's testicles because, I mean, he was, I don't know if you've seen the video, but he was much shorter than Dallas Goddard and much smaller physically than Dallas Goddard. That man just took two calm steps, swung a haymaker, and boom, the tree fell down. It's not even just an NFL player. Dallas Goddard is a big NFL player. He's 6'5". He's 250 pounds. He's big tight end i don't want to like that's not the guy i want to fight absolutely absolutely and the guy had no clue if he was going to knock him out with that first punch that's all chance because imagine you swing he bites it and looks right at you like you're a dead yeah. man those scenes in the movies where you are uh, you punch the big bodyguard and he just turns to you like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's how i envisioned it going down until i saw the video and i saw how bad he got you know goddard's just going to get destroyed in the locker room singing up beat up by a little guy in south dakota oh man but i mean you gotta the spirit of the midwest when it comes to bar fights is something crazy yeah that's true they have the home field advantage there they do why was dallas goddard in south dakota in the first place does he have family out there or something i have no idea but i feel like he's rich enough to move his family out of there you don't get them out of south dakota no one wants to be there exactly i mean one person from the dakotas that wants to live in the dakotas you can't find me one person from the dakotas in general i'm not even sure they're real (laughs) <laughs> but uh you ready to answer some questions frenchy dude you know i mean with the amount that we got we have to run through a lot of them no no enough with the bullshit frenchy we're gonna, we're gonna level with the listeners here okay fuck you guys where were our questions we did not get nearly as many questions Facts. as we expected Facts. i mean i think i can speak for the both of us when i say i'm very offended at this moment 
Um, my spirit is at an all-time low, and the morale for this podcast is still soaring through the goddamn roof because we make only gold. It's a winners-only podcast. Fuck these haters. Winners they're they're going to come around. So we actually have a mix for you guys. We have some of your questions. We pulled our friends a little bit, and we just made up some shit to throw in there. So you're going to have no idea which questions are real, bitches. <laughs> I mean, unless you send us a question, and then you'll know which one's yours. Yes, probably. Yeah, I would hope you'd remember. Although, honestly, I wouldn't remember, so. But Ben, you, you have to realize it's a different situation with you. The multiple concussions has gotten to you after these years. That's true. Kind of like an A-B yeah. situation, if you think about it. Yeah. Although I haven't gone full crazy like him yet. Maybe one more concussion will put me over the edge. Yeah, maybe one more slip and fall. It would be a shame, shame, shame if it happened. Okay, that sounds like a threat right there. It's not a threat. That was, you know, a sincere expression of sadness if a theoretical situation of you slipping and falling and gaining, uh, you know, fifth concussion. Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, you want to kick off the first question, Frenchie? Okay, so it's not really a question but I feel like it definitely needs to uh, be addressed. And I think these will be um, your five most hated words from this podcast. Um, your position rankings were terrible. Okay. So yeah, that does hurt a little bit, but the fact that they were here, what a year ago, yeah, right? That's that when we did them. Yeah. So I'll take that. I'll take that. And fuck you. I had some good ones on there. Like David Johnson. I had him low. David Johnson was shit last year. Love you on Bell. I had him lower than people thought. Uh, Josh Jacobs, the one you brought up. It's my, that's my crown jewel right there. Absolutely. How do that you guy. feel about your ranking of Philip Lindsay? My ranking of Philip Lindsay. Uh, where did I, do you know exactly where I had him? I think I had him like you 13th ranked him or something. Like, yeah, 13th. Honestly, he's probably going to drop. Like, I still think he's talented, but he's now the backup in Denver to Melvin yeah. Gordon. Yeah, absolutely. To Melvin Gordon, not just that, but I think they'll be going to Drew Locke's arm a lot more and staying away from the running game this coming season. Why'd you bring up Lindsay? Did a lot of people, I don't remember, did a lot of people think I had him too low or something? No, I just thought he just came to mind because I was thinking of Drew Locke for some reason. And I okay. just, I remembered he was at 13th, so I wanted to figure, you know, if I just pick one player, how do you feel based on that? Got you. Yeah. I'm debating whether or not to do them again this year. We'll see. It is a lot of work. And I think I wasted the window of free NFL Game Pass, so that kind of sucks. Because that's what I was going to use to watch film. But here, I got a question, Frenchie. This one, uh, this was my favorite one. I don't think you'll appreciate it nearly as much as I did. Mm. But I'm going to guess this one's from one of our friends. It just says, fuck the French. Well, um, you know, I've, I've lived through 18 years of my life, and I've come across a lot of um, hatred for the French. Um, a lot of white flag jokes as well. To be but, fair, those are always funny. You can make the worst surrender joke ever, but it's still going to be funny. To you. It's going to be yes. funny to you. And yes. that's all that matters. That's all that matters, of course. Because the Jews are selfish. It's okay, Ben. It's just yes. our nature. But, um, I mean, what can I say? Fuck the haters. You can hate all you want. You hate us because you ain't us. Damn straight. Hate us because they ain't us. But, Frenchie, I think you're looking at this question wrong. Which, again, was not a question. Some people need to learn grammar. But Oh, do they mean fuck the french mm. that's what i was thinking mm. well in that case i think that is a great idea and you should go forward with it i mean it's not the language of love for nothing so slide in frenchie's dms he's clearly accepting oh nah. if anything ben i feel like you're more worthy of being slid into your dms you know i mean 
the, the, the gold mine of treasure that you supply our page with in football analysis and memes. It's just your personality is overwhelming. I can't, I can't beat it. Dude, every girl loves a guy who runs a meme page. So I think I got a great chance. Absolutely. You know, it'd be dripping like a waterfall down there. The second you mentioned it, 6,000 followers, woo, making it rain. We're going to flood the apartment. <laughs> so uh, my next question, Ben, is and here's actually a good one. It's a real question this time. First one we've had so far. Um, yeah. What are your record predictions for your favorite teams? Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, you want to kick it off, Angie? Yeah, I'll kick it off simply because I feel like this is a very easy to evaluate with Jets. I mean, Adam Gase, second year. Uh, you got. Uh, I'm, we're going to go into the hypothetical situation that Jamal Adams is traded. So, you know, no Jamal Adams. But C.J. Mosley comes back for the full season. Sam Darnold is back for the full season. A revamped offensive line, revamped wide receivers. I mean, we lose Robbie Anderson, but we gain Denzel Mims. So I think we're going to go, you know, I think I'm going to be pretty optimistic. I think 6-10 and 10 this year, baby. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, just one, one win game less than last year. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Especially with our schedule, six yep. and ten. Yeah, that's that's, that's like, where I was going with it. If, if, if I've talked about the schedule, it's exactly. Tough. If you adjust it based on difficulty, it's more like a, a ten and six season if you think about it. And yeah. saying ten and six season, the last one we had was in twenty sixteen. The year before that was twenty fifteen. And do you know who won the MetLife Bowl? Uh, I thought it was the Giants, but I'm going to guess you're going with the Jets here? No, the Jets won the MetLife okay, Bowl yeah. that year. Actually, in fact, the Giants won the MetLife Bowl in 2007 and 2011. So it, it just goes to show you that whenever the Giants win, right, they end up winning the Super Bowl. And when the Jets win, they miss the playoffs, as usual. Oh, yeah, you guys won last year. Yeah, we won. So, yeah, your theory is perfect. Theory is perfect. 6-10 and 10 with a you know, great adjusted for 10-6. Um, and six. So that's perfect. There you go. What about you, Ben? Yeah, for my Panthers, um, just like you, not very optimistic about this year. I don't know. I see a lot of people call them a sleeper team. I personally don't see it. I'm going to go 5-11. and I love what we have on offense, but the defense is terrifying. We were arguably arguably the worst defense last year by a lot of statistics. And we just lost Luke Keekley and 100 other players, so I'm a little scared. You don't think the Panthers will do what they can to, you know, fill in those spots before training camp? I mean, we filled in most of them, but we've gotten a lot of young guys we're hoping can break out. Like we got Stephen Weatherly, who was a D-end on the Vikings, and obviously they've had great defensive ends for years. So we're just hoping he can break out now that he gets a starting role. But I'm scared, man. Oh, I see. we got so it's many very, rookies. It's a very make it or break it, you know, go for bust kind of strategy, yeah. Yeah, which I'm not mad at. Like you said before, I'd rather, you know, if we're going to tank this year, which I, don't, I wouldn't say we're tanking, but if we're going to suck this year, we get a good draft pick. It's better than being mediocre. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think next year's draft will have some very talented players, especially if Trevor Lawrence declares. I think that's going to be a big news story if he does. But, I wouldn't um, mind Trevor Lawrence at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, five and eleven. I don't. I think that's you know very much in the range of the Panthers, especially with the with a one trick offense, if you will. At least it was last year with Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if they'll probably try to shy away from that, but we'll have to see. Five and eleven doesn't sound too good. For my next question. Um, Probably should have started with this one. It seems like a good opener, but it's just, who the fuck are you? So, mm, I mean... Yeah, that, that should definitely have been first. Probably, but planning's not our specialty. But, you know, it's just an opportunity to introduce ourselves. It's totally not a slight saying that we suck and no one cares about us, but we're just going to use it for positive. Positive vibes only. I mean, how could they not care about us and say that we're insignificant when we have, like, two whole viewers in France? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. 
that's like half the population of France, probably. I don't know much about France, but half. I think this. I think it's like around that. It's more like like forty percent, but it's close. Okay, but let's introduce ourselves, Frenchie. Well, would you like to go first, or? Sure. I mean, I'm Ben. I'm the host. Frenchie's also the host, but I, I am the host. There you go. Well, great introduction. Now everybody knows who you are. You're Ben, the host. Um, Amel is also a host, but you're the host. Yeah, it's so, a long title, but it's you, a working are you, title. Are you are you trademarking the the at the end, like the Ohio State? Oh, the Ohio State? No, I'm not a piece of shit scumbag douche. <laughs> so anyways, um, hi, guys. Um, my name's Amayel. Um, hi, Amayel. So, oh, hello, Ben. Um, I'm also referred to as Frenchie, you know, very lovingly and totally not sarcastically. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's all there really is to it. I'm French. That's my number one and my only quality. Yeah, pretty much. And I'm Jewish, you know. Other than that, there's not much to us. I mean, well, but concussion and Jewishness. So at least you got two. That's things, true. You know? I got two defining characteristics. And I'm tall. We're both tall. We're and both right, tall. That's yeah, true. Yeah, you don't need a personality if you're tall, right? Exactly. All you got to do is, is walk in a party and just sit in the corner and you're good. But we're also, you know, let's just do other things. We're also football superstars, you know, great at every sport, supreme athletes, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I mean, you're, you're a senior writer. You know, I'm a... I'm a multi-market stock investor. I do foreign markets as well, which is why I'm the, the leader of marketing for our brand. Yep. So um, for, for the next question, um, which will be uh, the last I have actually. Um, so this one's actually for Frenchie. So, you know, shout out to Ooh. whoever wrote this question because I feel all the love right now. Um, it says, would you rather a croissant or a baguette for breakfast? Now, I'm not going to cap. They did not specify. I don't know what this croissant has in it. I don't know if it's buttered or unbuttered. I okay, don't know Frenchie, if before it's you continue, free or not. Frenchie, before you continue, I don't think you're doing justice to the word croissant. Come oh, on, I'm you're sorry, French. I'm sorry. Let me, re, let me reiterate the question. For Frenchie, would you rather a croissant or a baguette for breakfast? Beautiful. They didn't really specify what it had in it, so I'm going to go with a typical breakfast, a chocolate croissant, you know? I'm listen, I'm gonna have to lay it up to a baguette, man. Listen, the versatility, you know, there's more bread. You can't beat the versatility of a baguette. There you go. There's your French food segment of the week. Of the week. Ben, you make it sound like this will be a dedicated segment on the show now. No, no one cares about France or their food that much. Sorry, dude. Damn, that it's hurt okay, my dude. feelings. Yeah. You know, I just I just wrote a cookbook the other week too, because you know I'm French, so I had to do it. But um You wrote a whole I cookbook. Guess. I wrote a whole cookbook. It's about three pages long, but I wrote mm. it in like very tiny script. Um, mostly okay. just because I want my dog to be able to read it so that he can cook up in the kitchen when I'm asleep. That's smart. Listen, you know, you make a dog a meal, he eats once a day. You teach a dog how to cook, he eats like a king. Okay, you completely butchered that expression, but you know, you tried. I, I appreciate that. Listen, I'm French. I don't understand the American idioms. You know the word idiom. That's impressive. Ben, okay, listen, I had a third grade vocabulary, but I've had a tutor so far. It's going up. There you go. You're going to pass college. I believe in you. Pass college? I don't know, man. That's a strong one. It's not looking so 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 good right now. It's not looking so good. I mean, I'd graduate, but I don't think it would be passing graduation. It would definitely be a a, a fifth-year type degree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're going five years, you might as well just transfer the records, right? I mean, if I'm going five years, I might as well just not run next year so that I can have my fifth year of eligibility. That's also true. But you could have the said fifth year at Rutgers, right? 
and not be a weirdo in bumfuck nowhere, South Carolina. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the, Rutgers is quite the respected establishment, right? Yep. Number one public business school in the Northeast. I, why do you like, what is the Northeast? Is I don't about? know. Where does it start? <laughs> that's just, that's an arbitrary title. I, it's my favorite statistic ever. And they play it everywhere. Like that's, they broadcast that all the time at every basketball game, all the football games, just generally that they think it's this greatest marketing tool ever. <laughs> Dude, it means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Especially because yeah. most of the kids who go there for business degrees end up dropping out and realizing that their parents forced them into something they didn't want to do. I mean, most of them are idiots from our high school. Well, that's why I was so accurate in the description. The biggest class out of any high school in the state going to Rutgers, right? I think we had almost half our senior class go. Yeah, it was like 300 kids. We're also from a gigantic high school. Yeah, if you didn't know that, the, the, our high school is bigger than my current college, so that's nice. Are you serious? Yes, it is three times bigger. Jesus, dude. Yes. I made fun of your school, but I'm starting to really think <laughs> it's not real. No, it's real. They just charge us a lot of money to keep it running. But not you, because you run fast. What do we say? Tremendous athletes, world class. Yep. I could have gone pro, dude. Yeah. It was all the concussions. Listen, I was definitely dude, going I pro. Listen, I could go pro right now. I'm only in D2 because I'm, I'm trying to help out the little guy. Yep. We're also big on charity and humanitarian efforts on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love humanitarian efforts. My favorite one, actually, I have volunteered for them a, a little bit ago. It was called um, Watch for Jews. Yeah, you know, like we, we make custom little fake Rolexes for these kids that are in the hospital, you know, and it makes them feel better because they give the perceived ideal that they have money, you know, and that's just, that's their biggest dream. That's who they are. Wow. That, that's so sweet. But so last week we did a bit of a debate on breakfast foods, right? So, you yes. know, where this is a loose, loose segment. We'll figure out where it goes later on, but let's start with some more questions. Maybe we'll debate, maybe we'll agree, maybe we'll teach you guys some things. But my question for you, Frenchie, mm-hmm. when you wipe in the bathroom, are you sitting or are you standing? I'm sitting, man. Psych! I'm standing. Okay. I'm standing. <sighs> Hell no, I'm not sitting. No, 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 no. No, absolutely not. That just doesn't make any sense. Like, you just how do you orient yourself comfortably on the toilet to wipe? You can't. And like, you know... What if, what if you got a, a long amount of paper and it touches the water? Now it's ruined and you just, you know, you're polluting. You're using more paper than you need to. Dude, I was real worried. You had me for a second there with that psych. I was about to just destroy you for your terrible answer. My biggest issue, what do you, what do, you do with your dick when you're wiping when you're sitting down? Or do you have to like pick it up out of the way? When I tried it, I kind of did a, a reach around kind of policy where I wiped front to back, you know, that way I didn't have to go through that uh, crotch zone, if you will. That just all seems so excessive when you could just stand. But Frenchie, similar question. What's your opinion on sleeping with your socks on? Okay, so I always sleep with socks. Dude, we're, we're knocking out of the park so far because I thought you were going to make fun of me and call me crazy for sleeping with my socks on sometimes. Like, I don't go either way, right? Yeah. If I take off my socks before I go to sleep, then I don't sleep with socks on. But if I have socks on and I'm going to bed, I don't go out of my way to take them off. I don't see the point. You know what, Ben? Thank you. I don't understand the people who's saying like, dude, listen, and I'm, I'm going to put it out there myself. Nobody's asked, but I even keep my socks on during sex. All right. What's the issue you with know? that though? That's what I mean. Like, why, why is it that you, when you're about to do that, you're thinking, let me take off my socks. That's extra time wasted. That's two articles of clothing you got to take off. It's just so much faster for everybody if you keep them on. Yep. So Ben, I think it is time we let the people know that people are stupid. Everyone needs to know that. 
you know, most people are starting to learn it, but I think we got to reinforce it every week. I do. And, you know, I think that my favorite one, I have two to be honest, but anybody who breaks before using their turn signals, um, that is meaningless. If you break, I know you're turning. You might as well just put it on before you break or not put it on at all. But don't do that half and half shit. Yeah, I honestly never thought of that, but I do agree with you. And again, we're from Jersey, so everyone thinks we're terrible drivers. No, we're smart, aggressive drivers because there's we're so many people aggressive. that we have to learn how to actually drive. You in the Midwest with your three people on the road going 45, you don't count. Absolutely. You wouldn't survive a day on Route 1 in Jersey. Absolutely yeah. not. With that traffic at rush hour, mm-mm, nope. But my second one goes out to a specific person on the road last night. Um, they, were, they were doing work by my house. And you could very clearly see multiple work trucks stopped on the direction we were in and multiple cop cars blocking the street. So I proceeded to, you know, turn around because I saw all these cops and a car was pulling up behind me. Right. A car. <laughs> that was like a voice break. I don't know what happened. A car pulled up behind me and that dude just sits there for like a solid five minutes because I got to the stoplight to turn away from that road, like the traffic light. And it was a red light, no turn on red. So I wasn't turning. And it took that dude like five minutes to get back up behind me. And I'm just wondering like how, where did it not click in his head that there were multiple cop cars and multiple work trucks on the road? Yeah. You know, we say that Jersey drivers, we have to be good, but there are still some terrible ones. There are definitely a lot of terrible ones and you know, not to be racist or anything, that's a great start. Well, we do have a very large Asian population compared to other states. That and that true. might be a contributing factor to the level and quality of driving in New Jersey. I feel like that's the least racist way you could have said an extremely racist thing. Thank you. I wouldn't want us to get outright canceled. Uh, you know, I'm just putting up a hypothetical situation. Oh, God. Dude, do you see Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan? They, they're trying to cancel those two now? Oh, yeah, because they, uh, they made jokes about making uh, women give them fellatio in order to give them comedy gigs. Which, I mean, I'm not going to speak on that at all, but I'm just going to say I do enjoy both of their comedy. I know both of us do. So, and also, uh, Joey Diaz and Joe Rogan, too, are uncancelable. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, I, you also have to realize, you know, like, they're comics. They're just saying a lot of things for entertainment, a lot of things to make themselves money. Yeah. I did laugh my ass off reading some of the Twitter responses to one of the threads trying to cancel them uh, about how dark comedy or dark humor, I should say, and that, you know, the humor we enjoy is terrible, yeah. tasteless, stupid, the lowest level of comedy. Like, I, I think it's actually I mean, the opposite. But I think, it's the, I think it is the truest comedy because comedy comes from things that we're uncomfortable about, things that are, you know, not easy to handle. And so we make light of them by joking about it. So if anything enjoying dark humor is just enjoying is being human and we're also happier because we laugh at these things instead of crying and trying to cancel people exactly exactly the less you get offended the happier you are but i mean we're going to stay on the same train with my people are stupid people with loud expensive cars who you know they got to show off their loud expensive cars by always revving their engines and driving like mm. as much of an asshole as possible because again go to Rutgers, and there's a lot of international kids who come from china who have a metric fuck ton of money and spend on everything. So these guys have the expensive cars and they are the absolute worst at like two and three in the morning, just blaring their cars outside the dorms, being the worst people, the most obnoxious people. 
I feel for you, Ben. I feel for you. See, I go to a college campus that is very peaceful. We have um, the, the only thing that happens is maybe every once in a while at 3 a.m. you have somebody come in the hall and start singing and doing their laundry. But if anything, that's just that's just funny. It's humorous. You know, you open your door to see a shirtless man in slides singing um, <laughs> Baby Got Back, you know, so it's just it's funny. I think I would enjoy that, honestly. But I got to say, I feel for you, Ben. That is, this must be tough, especially, especially if you just finished your assignment, you're trying to go to sleep, and then five minutes later, just somebody's wrapping their car. Yeah. And also part of it, just jealous of them in general, because again, they're ridiculously rich. They can buy whatever the hell they want. But Ben, you're a Jew. This is where you're mistaken, Frenchie. Contrary to popular belief, we do not have Jew gold, you know, where we can just pull it out and it's like a universal currency. So sadly, mm. no. So sadly, no, mm, I understand. Yeah. And I mean, you, you, can, you can do business with them and hate them at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. You're right. Yeah, we're like Switzerland in that sense. I got one more question for you, Frenchie. Okay. One more. Shoot it. I was looking at a post before, and it was about the greatest Raptor of all time, right? So this is the NBA, but we're going to transition it back to football. And it was talking about how Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time because of his accomplishments and his stay with the team. He's won a championship. He's so mm-hmm. underrated and integral to the team, chemistry, all that. But someone like Bosch or Vince Carter is the best or most talented. So there's distinction there, which I kind of like because I don't like how in the GOAT argument, it's too much based off of accomplishments. And mm-hmm. people don't always agree on GOAT. Some people see it as most talented. Some people see it as most accomplished. So I want to bring it up for football, right? I think we can all agree that Brady's the GOAT. But yes. you, could, yeah, you could make a pretty good argument for someone like Aaron Rodgers being more talented. So what do you think about all that? I mean, it's a smart distinction to make because just because you have racked up the most accomplishments does not mean that, you know, you're the greatest of all time, you know, and, you know, you know, I'll bring it back to the NBA for a second. It also translates into that conversation between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. A lot of people bring up, you know, their finals records, how many championships each has. But, you know, if you look at it over his career, LeBron James has, you know, has done more. He's accomplished more than Michael Jordan, but people focus on the biggest accomplishment, you know, the ring. And I think that that's what helps Brady in this situation. He's won so many Super Bowls, so he's proven himself on the biggest stage for the NFL. And so it seems as if he could, you know, he is the GOAT. But I definitely think that he's not the most talented in the NFL. He might be the hardest worker, but he's definitely not the most talented QB. Yeah. So where do you stand on GOAT? Do you think it should be? Uh, accomplishments or do you think it should be you should also weigh in talent I mean it's it's also that that's a very case by case because I think that the reason there is so much discussion about the GOAT is because people take talent into account um, and they take just like just just raw like if you put one player put both players on the same team same coaches who will do better I think that that should be the conversation for the GOAT I don't think the GOAT should be whoever has the most championships because I mean look at Dan Marino right He's a Hall of Famer. He's among one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And if you look at his stats, objectively, somebody who never heard the name Dan Marino, you would think he was just some average quarterback. Yeah, zero championships. Exactly. So I think that that is taken into account, but not as much as it should be. I think there should be more discussion on talent and less on accomplishments because accomplishments is a team thing, right? Kyle Lowry would never have had a championship without Kawhi, but he would still been a good player without Kawhi. I agree with you. And like you were saying before, it should be 
the objective, who does best in a situation, you know, same coaches, same talent, everything. That's what I try to do for my rankings, which we talked about earlier, which a lot of people don't seem to understand. They just pull up arbitrary stats. But I kind of go the other way for GOAT. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, I would go Brady. Like, I don't know. To me, GOAT is more accomplishments than talent. Partly because you can't argue talent across generations. That's part of Mm -hmm. it. And I think you're also right Brady. because just just the name itself, it's the greatest of all time. It's not the best of all time. It's the greatest. Therefore, they have the biggest legacy. They've made the biggest impact. So for in, in terms of GOAT, it should be that, but not in terms of determining who's the better player. Yeah, like today, I would argue like it should be all talent, but for all time, I would say accomplishments have more of a weight than they would for determining who's better today. Like say Rodgers had three championships and he was only a couple behind Brady then maybe you can make the argument that his talent closes the gap. Absolutely. But since he only has one, I think, Brady, you got to yeah, get yeah. to him. And I think, I think you're also right because all time, you know, you, when you're comparing players in the same era, when they're both active, it's very easy because, you know, it's similar tactics, it's similar game plans. But when you're looking all time, you know, the sports change dynamics. They change the tactics. They change how they're played. Even the rules change. So a lot of things can happen. And so, therefore, if you're looking at accomplishment, an accomplishment is, you know, relative to that league that year. If in the Super Bowl, you were arguably the best team that year. So, it's it, for all time, it's a lot easier to compare accomplishment than it is to try and compare talent. Yeah, especially because the NFL has had a good amount of teams for a long time. Like When you look back at the NBA, where Bill Russell won 11 championships, there were six teams in the league for most of that. That doesn't count. But the NFL has had a lot of teams for the entire Super Bowl era. So we're both in agreement. Brady's the GOAT? I think think we're both in agreement. Brady's the GOAT. I mean, there's a lot of asterisks, but he is the GOAT. What are are these asterisks? The cheating scandals? I mean, the cheating scandals. Is it all Bill Belichick? Is it mostly Tom Brady? I mean, we'll get the answer this year, but for right now, there's still a couple asterisks. Yeah, I'd agree with that. You got anything else for us? I think that's it. I think this, this podcast has finally come to its natural conclusion, man. You know what time it is, Frenchie. Flex those French tongue muscles. Uh, time to serenade my babies in French. Mm. Donc, tu sais, dans les boulots en France, en fait, il y, y a une dynamique entre les employés et les, les, les plus hauts, le management, en fait. Et en fait, si tu es trop doué à ton boulot, ils vont pas te promouer. En fait, ils vont promouer celui qui est, qui est le, le moins bon parce qu'en fait... Ils perdent moins d'efficacité quand ils te promuent, quand t'es moins bon que quand t'es plus bon. T'as compris Oui. Oui, oui. Oh, non, non.